Episode 60 of Slam City, guys. Raymore here, Mr. Mac. It's on this fall weather. Yeah, it's fantastic outside. This is exactly what I've been waiting for. I know it's about time, Ray. And you know what that means. NBA season is a week of... Well, actually, technically, it's not since Tuesday. Technically, it already started. Like, if you're into the preseason and yeah. else, you're already, you're yeah. already life. I watched some highlights. We'll talk about that more. But before we get into that, I have a special guest on this show today. This is Jared Swaring, who is a director of sports contact for Vault and NBA Inside for Sports Illustrated. Jared, it's Raymond, Mr. Mike. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Likewise, man. Thanks for being here. So I wanted to ask you, because I know you only have a couple minutes with us, but um, specifically, you know, we, you know me, we've been talking for like about maybe four years. I know you were on the show with me in the local side of it in Long Island, but... <clears throat> Talk to me about your uh, new job on Sports Illustrated and, and being a director for Vaughn. Yeah, no, for sure. I left the MBPA in July yeah. uh, with SI. I'll be uh, appearing on SI now, the video show, and doing some other video work with uh, the SI team on location stuff out of New York, a few other cities. So excited about that. And then with Vaughn, so the backstory there is I'm working with Roger Mason, who's the co-founder of Vaughn. It's a new app and streaming video service inside the lives of personalities in sports and music. And we take a very individualized approach to media coverage of the actual personality. So, you know, instead of going to ESPN, for example, the NBA section or the NFL section, most websites are like that. Vaughn, the app, takes a very individualized approach to coverage. So, for example, we have the Antonio Brown channel. And then we'll be launching musicians and other NBA players coming up in the next few weeks when we officially launch on about uh, four weeks from now. Uh, but, Roger, I go back, you know, I cover the Knicks for ESPN back in 2012 and Roger played for the Knicks back then and you know we hit it off I learned about his off the court side he had a record label in Miami and did a lot of off the court um, business stuff and yeah from there when I left Bleach Report in 2015 I talked to him about the MBPA and he hired me two years ago and now when I left the PA in July you know uh, we talked and he said Jared you gotta come join me I'm starting this new uh, venture and so that's a little bit of a story there. So it's exciting. Everything is happening officially this week. So That's cool, man. That's good stuff. Um, you know, getting into the NBA season now, you know, there's a lot of things that have been happening in the off season. I feel like the season has been like a year-long experience, if you think about it, because even after the finals, people will be talking about in the summer and these trades and these moves that teams have been making. And now we're here and we're only a few days away. What can you tell us exactly on – what do you think is going to happen in the Eastern Conference first before we get into the West? Well, I mean, the, obviously the Cavs retooled. They got deeper at the guard position, uh, which which is huge. You know, you lose Kyrie, but you get Dwayne Wade, Isaiah Thomas, and Eric Rose. So if those guys can stay healthy, uh, it's great. You got a huge upgrade at the guard position, which will help LeBron, uh, you know, alleviate some pressure off his long, long longevity in this league, you know, seven, eight straight finals. So when you have those three guards around LeBron, it'll – able to want LeBron to sit a little bit, rest some more, uh, play off the ball. You know, maybe we'll see some uh, more of LeBron in the post a little bit, off the ball, maybe some corner threes. So great for him, especially, you know, when you think about he'll be playing through June, likely. I mean, you, their roster is stacked. The big question is the health. You know, Isaiah Thomas, is he returning in December or January? That's a very big question, and LeBron's out right now. But, you know, they have an older roster, Kenny Fry, Richard Jefferson, Dwayne Wade. So, you know, that's going to be the big question with them. You know, beyond that, I, I, the East, uh, you know, we got a little weaker, I think, especially when you look at guys like Paul George and Carmelo going to the West. Uh, the Celtics will be very good. They're lacking some front court depth uh, outside Al Horford. They're a little small. You know, I, I worry about a little bit about their offense generation. You know, who's going to be screening guys to get them open? Uh, you know, so you might see a lot of isolation offense, I think, uh, in Boston. You know, I think Gordon Hayward's a very smart player, and I think. Uh, Brad Stevens is a really smart coach. So you'll see some creative offensive, uh, you know, schemes. But uh, you know, I, I worry a little bit about them there. You lose Jake Crowder, you lose Avery Bradley, um, key role players. I mean, the one team I think can make a rise, a bigger rise this year is the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. You know, Avery, obviously, Brad Beal, John Wall, and their continuity is very strong. Been together for the last few years, so that's that's the one team that maybe can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But beyond that, I don't I don't see a lot of action-packed uh, noise in the east interesting um going back to the cavaliers though you know there have been a lot of talk over the past few days about this whole well 
who's really coaching the teams? Is Tyron Lue? Is it LeBron James? I mean, I think most of us know that it's clearly LeBron James. I mean, it hasn't been really one coach in his career where he actually listens to them or in, you know, strict making sure that we're going to follow this plan. But really, LeBron is clearly the system of the Cavaliers. If he they go as he goes and, and if he, you know, sits down, most likely lose games. Do you agree with that? That more that the team goes through LeBron? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably give him every year the the, uh, the executive of the year award. Honestly, <laughs> uh, that's really his job. Uh, yeah, I I think um, he's the greatest player in the league right now in the last you know eight nine years since Jordan. You know, he's been it's the the ninth the two thousands this decade have been his uh, you know reign on basketball. Um, so it's his voice. It's his, it's his leadership. You know, Kyrie wanted his own team. He got his own team. But, you know, most people, most of this league wants to play with LeBron. Uh, it's the best chance to get to the championship and try to win it. You know, he's been through the last four. This will be potentially his, his four straight trip to the finals next year, plus the additional uh, four with the Miami Heat. So, you know, it, it improves your chances when you're with him. I, I think Tyron Lue, one thing I think that he commands is that he's a lot like he's a lot like the guys. You know, he's still a young guy, Tyron. Um, he's a player's coach. He relates to the locker room well. He's got a fun personality. He jokes with the guys. He's he's got a lot of personality. So I think that's one reason why he relates well and why he's there and why LeBron respects him a lot. Do you think that's one of the reasons why do you think Tyron Lue basically lets LeBron do what he does because it's beneficial to the entire team? Because the reputation for Tyron Lue is one of the main reasons he got the job over Coach Blatt is because he actually got in LeBron's face and stood up to him and told him, you know, no, that's nonsense. No, we're not doing that, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Do you think he, you know, it's it's kind of a thing where as long as you don't mess it up, you can do what you want to do. But I'll step in when I think you're messing it up. I think in, in today's NBA, there's two very important parts of being an NBA head coach. As you know, the league is a lot younger now. Mm-hmm. So the Cavaliers are not necessarily younger, but – in, that, in the sense of the whole world of the NBA, with guys are doing a lot more off the court stuff and fashion and lifestyle. They're obviously uh, expanding brands. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of new personality interests. So a coach to relate to that is very important. Can the coach be in the locker room listening to hip hop with a player or joking on the team bus or, you know, just, just you, you want to have the off the court connection with players a lot more now because all the things that they're doing. So Ty has that. Then he's able to transition on the court where he's able to be a, a vocal guy and get into LeBron and speak up and yell and be the fierce competitor. So I, I think coaches now need to have the balance of both. They need to be able to relate to guys off the court. There's a lot of downtime in the NBA. You know, as you know, the guys are traveling a lot during the week. They're only playing maybe two or three games. That's only two hours on the court. Practice is a little lighter mostly now. Got, a lot of teams are not practicing as much. So when you consider all the travel time, You've got to be able to relate to your guys off the court. There's a lot of time in hotels and team planes and team buses. So, and then when you hit the court, you got to be ready to turn up and like just be really, you know, into your bench and into your players and communicate and be aggressive. So, I think Ty has a great balance of those two things. I, I would want to know how he lived down being stepped over by Allen Iverson. I can't imagine. <laughs> he probably his email is probably full of gifts and memes every other day with that. Anytime somebody, anytime he says something to a player that they don't like, they just hit him with the Allen Iverson meme and shut him down. I don't I don't know how he gets past that. Well, Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, has the crime him. So, you know, that's, I don't know what it gets. It gets, to, it gets, the mem gets to the highest level of basketball through, through MJ. So, true. I, I don't think it, I don't think it matters as much to anybody anymore. You know, Looking at SI, I'm actually reading it right now here that the East says Cavaliers won, of course, Warriors two in the Western Conference. Then you have the Warriors over the Cavaliers. Um, so that gets a far conclusion that really, besides all the teams upgrading and this and that, especially in the West, that the Warriors are still going to win the championship this year. Yeah, I, I think they're they're just uh, just a stack from last year, and now it's year two of KD, um, and that's even better continuity wise and. You know, one thing that I think people will probably see more of is Steph Curry shoot better from three now that he's being now he's adjusted to more playing with KD. Um, so you know, Steph Curry shot a lower percentage from three last year. He was not at the forty-four percent, forty-five percent level. So imagine if he gets to that level, you know, this year. Yeah. You know, so he he, he could be in the MVP conversation. So, you know, one thing about the Warriors, 
you know, you added it. You add uh, Nick Young, of course. You add Omri Caspi. You got really signed Javel McGee. Very, very all important bench contributors. But the biggest thing about the Warriors beyond their shooting is that they have so much versatility. And you guys know that they could switch any lineup on you. You know, you could put KD at the five or Draymond Dray, Dray, Dray at the five. And uh, you know, those kind of lineups present present a lot of issues for other teams. You know, and. You know, the scariest part is they can go on the 10-0 run just like that. You know, they got the, the hot shooting transition. So, you know, I, at the end of the day in the playoffs, it's very hard to match up with them because they, they can flip out a lot of lineups. Um, and, and it's just uh, that's just how they are. And likely they'll get home court advantage. Uh, you know, if the Cavaliers can get it, that will be great. But I don't see any other team uh, having home court. And this is the last year, by the way, they're playing in Oracle Arena. So you know that place is going to be buzzing before they move to San Francisco. Yeah. So this is the last year Oracle, last year Oracle home court advantage. They got all the recipes that they're going to they're going to you know bring this arena down, um, you know with a chip. So looking at uh, the Western Conference though, you know you look at the Thunder and and then people say, well you got Carmelo, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook on the team, and you assume that they're going to be a third or fourth seed in the West. I think most of us will agree to that. But the one thing that actually caught my attention about the team is that even though they're doing good in preseason and looking at they're trying to adjust to each other I feel like there's going to be situations during the season where they're going to be like when it's a close game who's going to take the last shot who's going to get the blame because you know how most players are in the, in the league especially in the locker room they'll be like oh you should have taken this shot or I should have gotten the ball and this and that is this team or these three players with the team can they coexist together and, and actually make a threat to the Warriors I think they actually fit very well together, and I think here's why. First of all, in uh, in transition to offense, Russell likely has the ball in his hand. Yeah. So he'll be pushing the ball through the middle. Paul George is faster than Carmelo. I think Paul George, you're going to see him run the wing. And then Carmelo, I think you're going to see at a three-point shooter. And you're going to see a lot of Carmelo, what he did in the Olympics, including that game against Nigeria where he had, I don't know, eight threes or so. He scored over 30 points. So you're going to see Melo... You know, with those kind of touches. So I think when you look at how they each of them play, uh, it, they complement each other in, in, in a way that helps the offense. Paul George will be running a lot off screens. He'll be uh, moving without the ball a lot, uh, you know, looking for different dishes. You know, Russell will be attacking. Melo, I think, will be basically on the perimeter a lot more. You know, I think in pick, pick and pops. I think you'll see him post up at times. And also, I think, too, you know, Paul and 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 uh, Paul or Carmelo, they will be the point forward with the second unit. So when Russell was sitting, and, I, and as you know, Russell has had two knee surgeries. You know, the last thing that anything anybody wants to see is him go down with an injury. You know, I know he was healthy last year, but you always want to maintain how Russell plays because he's so energetic and he he plays so fast and electric that you got to you have to calm him down sometimes. So I think when he's sitting, you'll see Paul or Carmelo at that point forward. So they'll be able to balance out. The, you know, I, I think their bench is a weakness for sure. Yeah. You know, Alice Sabrinas, Josh Hustis, they got a lot of, you know, young guys, inexperienced players. They have Patrick Patterson, but mostly inexperienced. So I think that's that's where Paul or Carmelo will help that second. You know, Russell can too as well, but I think Russell will be sitting in those moments. So I, I think it'll gel well. Um, you know, I, I'm curious, uh, you know, how they can gel quick enough. As yeah. you know, it's their fir- very first year together. Can they bring that chemistry quickly enough to uh, to, to make some damage? I, I think it would be very hard-pressed to see that, you know, into a championship rhythm. But And then, obviously, the question that will overlook the entire team all year will be, will Paul George be signing in L.A. next year? So if any struggles they have, I think that question will come up about Paul going to L.A. But they'll be good. But I, I don't think they'll be, obviously, on the championship level, at least this year. What about the Rockets? Are they, I suppose, as people think, are they going to be as good with Chris Paul and James Harden now with that group? No. <laughs> no, no, well, they are not. I, I think they'll be, they'll be I think, in the top four. I think that's pretty safe to say. The only thing about the Rockets, as you know, they shoot a lot of threes. Yeah. And, you know, and it's fun to watch in the regular season. I mean, we, we kind of say this every year. You know, they're, they're really fun to watch. They're going to beat a lot of teams by just, Scoring them, you know, shooting 53 the game, probably making like 20 of those. But you know, come playoff time, I'm curious to see, you know, how that all blends together to stop teams. You know, and how they could, you know, get more offense beyond threes. It, you don't know, it, even as credit as good as the Warriors are shooting threes, they don't win championships on threes. 
they do it on defense. You, you guys know that. I mean, they yeah, they're they're a great defensive team, and that's where it starts. That's how they get their threes. It always starts on defense. So the Rockets, you know, we'll see if they can really build that this year with defensive stops into offense. But you know, I'm not, I'm not. Even, I think Chris Paul will will help. Um, you know, create easier looks, uh, of course, but. You know, last year they had easy looks too with with James Harden. So, and nothing changed. Uh, it'd be really cool. It'd be really interesting to see uh, how everything unfolds. Um, you know, I do like Chris Paul on the defensive, and I think uh, you know Patrick Beverly. You lose him, yes, but you know Chris Paul does add a, another dimension of defense. And I think you know pick and roll playmaking. He's obviously much better, one of the best point guards of all time. So you know, he'll help them, no question. But you know, can everything come together in the playoffs where they have a good defense? I don't think any team in the NBA is really planning on beating the Warriors anytime soon. I think everybody is kind of retooling and, and tucking it in and stacking up and just kind of messing around. I don't think I, – I really don't believe any team truly believes they can beat the Warriors right now until, like, age kicks in or there's an injury. It just feels like yeah. everybody is just kind of tucking it in, with the exception of maybe the Spurs because I don't think Greg Popovich tucks anything in. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, other than that, I really don't think my my theory is that everybody is just kind of you know going through the motions and kicking it, and maybe LeBron thinks he can do something because he always thinks he can do something. But I really don't think any team really believes they can they can handle the Warriors right now. Well, I, I think I think the Cavs. I mean, look, I think there's three teams in the West that can think they can do it. Maybe it's four: Rockets, Thunder, and Spurs. Obviously, three other teams, and then the Cavs and Celtics. Yeah. But I mean, again, you know, I, I agree. It, it's going to be very hard for us to do it. I, I, the Cavs definitely have a way of doing it with their new lineups. You know, I, I think if you look at Isaiah Thomas and Derrick Rose, for example, and Dwayne Wade, you know, the one thing that the Warriors want to do is they want to run. They want to run on you. So, you know, if, if these guards are, are playing great in the playoffs, you know, they'll be able to run a quicker speed. You know, last year the Cavs they were more of an isolation offense. You know, they played. Uh, really more of a slower tempo a little bit and they had one on one wing LeBron on the other wing it was um, Kyrie so now when you add in Derrick Rose Isaiah Thomas and Dwayne Wade you know even on Mon Schumper and J.R. Smith we can't forget about those two guys you know you, you'll see the Cavs play at a faster pace this year because they have more depth at the guard position so therefore guys can play faster because they're going to get more rest so yeah. I think with that with that pace that could that could help uh, counter the Warriors' pace. You don't want to bring up um, Shumper too much around this guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not that good, yeah. exactly. So, he, he, he can't stand Shumper. I'm he curious. Derrick Rose. Yeah, but but I think that pace could help. Um, you know, the Spurs. You mentioned the Spurs. I mean, I, I definitely think. Uh, I mean, Manuel was 39. Tony Parker is coming back, coming off on a uh, hamstring injury, so. You know, I, I think you know, the big question, one big question there is uh, the Marcus Aldridge because, you know, I yeah. know he had a tough year last year. And I don't know, really know where he fits into the offense there. And I'm, I know I read a story recently. He sat down with Pop and was very open and candid about, you know, his role. He wants more. He wants more touches. He wants to be more involved. So curious how that all how that all unfolds, too. So. You know, talk about the Cavaliers being a threat to the Warriors and what with this new roster they have. But the one thing that they neglected for the past couple of seasons is their defense. And we saw that during the finals. And I know in the playoffs they were destroying teams in the Eastern Conference. Clearly they're outscoring them, setting records and everything. But when it comes to the Warriors, they can't really defend them. Is there any way in which the Cavaliers can improve on defense even though they have Jay Crowder? Is there some sort of scheme that they have to do differently against them? Or is it just they got to outscore them and that's the only way they're going to win? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, man, you know, I, like I said, it's the pace. They have more guards, so they, they got to play at a, at a pace that, you know, equals or doubles the Cavs. I mean, the Warriors, that's harder, you know, said than done. But they have more guards now, so they can do that. Um, you know, a, a lot of it is it's just really, it's likely going to be a Cavs Warriors rematch. I, I mean, that's the, 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 the very good hypothesis. I think. One thing that the, the worst or the Cavs to do a better job is every possession really matters. You know, it's like every defensive possession they got to be so better locked in and read coverage is better. I mean, it, it's they have more experience now because they played against them last year with KD, so they will probably watch a lot of film and see what they can do differently. But you know, they, every every defensive possession they got to be perfect. You know, they just got to be so 
locked in and, and, and watch the threes and, you know, cause they'll be able to score, but you know, it's it just, it, it, it's so hard. It's just so hard. And, and, the, and the Warriors are so deep and they're so versatile and, you know, and they're younger too. Overall, they have a younger roster as well. I'm telling you, man, everybody else is going to just tuck it in. Until these dudes get a little older, just gonna play the draft game and and try and come up on them at the last minute. Dude, you you're at uh, Sports Illustrated. There's no way I can let you go without asking you what happened on that last cover. You got everybody locking arms, everybody taking a knee, and they left out Kaepernick. How did that happen? Who's who 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 had to get suspended? Well, <laughs> dude, when that dude, when I. I, I I don't I can't comment on that man. I mean, I, 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 I started. <laughs> it's all good. I don't, so I started I started SI yesterday too. So um, literally like just started yesterday. So um, oh well then yeah we can't hold you responsible for that. Yeah you just, yeah, you know, I, 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 yeah yeah. You just I mean, showed up. No it's all good. We'll leave it alone. I just I, no, as no, soon no, as no. I catch somebody oh, with with some tenure up there five years or more I'm going at them. I got to figure this out. <laughs> no don't tell you. Um, before we let you go, I guess, uh, you give us your yeah. early MVP predictions and defensive player of the year and rookie of the year. Man, um, uh, MVP, man, uh, you know, I, I you know, Kawhi, I, I think has a chance that I think, you know, he got very close last year, but you know, James Harden was very close last year, but I, He's close Kawhi, I, I think, I think this year with the. A little bit of an older roster, obviously, as I mentioned before, and you know, just as always, people overlook overlook the Spurs all the time. It's just every year, but yeah. this year they, they feel a little more broken down, just on the surface. And they have, people are saying this could be Manu's last year, and Tony, Tony, maybe I don't know. You know, there's a lot of talk about you know what's next for this roster, and is Kawhi even going to be a Spur long term? You know, he's got a lot of old guys around him. But I think this year Kawhi is going to put on a performance that will will the Spurs to a really an incredible year. And you know, after the ankle injury last year in the playoffs, where he got stepped on from uh, Zaza Pachulia, you know, he wants to come back and put on a big show. So uh, Kawhi was Kawhi's my MVP, um, rookie of the year. I think it's going to be. Uh, I mean, I, I, man, there's a couple of good guys. I would say probably Foles, just just from pure production. What about Ben Simmons? Uh, maybe. I, I think Pulse will have the ball in his hands more. I think also um, Sixers could be a playoff team. So yeah. Simmons, yeah, maybe Simmons too. But I, I think Pulse will have the ball in his hands more. I think his production will be higher. Um, and I think looking at the year, Candace, they're always looking for points. Um, it's just an attractive thing that voters look for. It's true. Rookies that can score points. So I think Markel will be in that mix. Uh, unless Simmons has a close to a triple-double, or he's not going to have a triple-double, of course, but can he have a really cool stat line, like, you know, 12 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists? I mean, that would be very interesting. I think he'll be in the mix. And then, um, defensive player of the year, uh, man, I think... That's a good question. I, I think I think Chris Paul has a statement to make. You know, Chris, Chris Paul, Paul knows that the, the Rockets... I, I think, he, I think the, the Rockets have to make a statement big this year defensively. I think... Chris Paul knows that. He knows how much this team is great on offense. Um, I think he's going to come in and really, you know what, uh, new team, and he's going to be he's going to be the ball hawk that we're going to see leading the team, setting the tempo defensively, and uh, I think also just helping the whole team get better defensively. You know, Paul, Chris Paul is a very very vocal guy, gets in your face, he'll get in James Harden's face. He doesn't care. I mean, that's just who he is. He's just a very he's one of the best competitors we've ever seen. So. I think he'll lead the team to a little better defensive production this year if we can see it, but I, I got Chris. Interesting. I didn't I, even think I, of Chris Yeah, Paul. I never saw that one yeah. coming either. Interesting. That's, that's not bad. I'm going to spare him my Knicks theory. I'm going to leave that alone completely. <laughs> I don't want to get laughed at. Jared, yeah, thanks for your time, man. We'll be in touch throughout the season. Great, man. Yeah, no, definitely, guys. Uh, appreciate your time. Man. Where, where um, can uh, folks find you on uh, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. Yeah, just just my first and last name, Jared, and then uh, Zwirling, Z as in zebra, W E R L I N G. So, um, and uh, yeah, check out SI, check out the Vaughn app. We're on the App Store and Google Play. V A U N T. Uh, first channel right now is Antonio Brown, and then three weeks for launching uh, musician channels. We have some big hip hop guys and uh, some social media influencers, and then yeah, we're ready to roll. You know, yeah. so De definitely need to be included on that list. 
Definitely. Yeah. Me and my guy, mm-hmm. we definitely need. I don't know who we have to audition for or, or, or drop twenty points on, but whatever, whatever needs to happen, just let us know. We definitely need that on. Yeah, for sure. No, appreciate it, guys. And one day we'll, we'll have uh, we'll have lunch, man, because I feel like we've been talking for like this many years. We just gotta meet in person one day. Yeah, and just have some lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't laugh when you see uh, him. He kind of looks like the third Splash Brother. Oh God. Well, yeah, that's what everybody keeps saying now these days. Um, I'm down, man. I'm in New York, so we'll do it. Yeah, for sure, man. We'll be in touch. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, been good stuff, man. I mean, you know, listen, I've known him for a couple of years. Um, he always has good stuff about the teams, about the Warriors, and specifically on how they got better and everything. And um, just his picks were interesting because he said um, – I did not see Chris Paul coming Me neither. At all. I did not. That, that came but out of the blue. It makes sense, of, though. But if you think about it, like just no, the way no. the Rockets are defensive. Absolutely. They, they're not okay. They're not great. He would stand out More. as a defensive player yeah. on a team that lacks defense. definitive defensive players. Yeah. So if he does it, and it makes – of course, it's going to make a difference. If James Harden can score the way he does, but now you can't score on them as easy yeah. thanks to Chris Paul – it counts for a lot. It does, man. Uh, and also, um, rookie of the year. You know, I I thought it would be Ben Simmons. I forgot because he didn't play last year. I'm like, he mm-hmm. could technically still win it this year. Right. And Marquis Fultz, of course, him because of scoring. So anything could happen from the 76ers. Just glad he Maybe didn't be say Cole Lonzo Ball. It would be Cole rookie of the year for all we care. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Was. I'm just like I said, just glad it wasn't Lonzo. Just glad I, I yeah, I'm surprised he didn't say Lonzo because Lonzo could average triple though. I mean, we most people can know that he can average probably like 10, 6, and 6 or like 15, 8, and 8 or something like that. Lonzo insulted Nas. He gets no love for me. <sighs> I don't know why he said that, man. Because he's an idiot. Yeah, I think he's not idiots even know music. Don't deserve, idiots don't deserve rookie of the year. No, he doesn't even know music because he lives in, you know, in California and stuff. Like, yeah. I think just a West Coast guy. Um, MVP, though, Kawhi Leonard, I kind of said it. I thought the same thing because I felt like, Spurs aren't that good of a roster, and he kind of elevates them to like a second seed at least or a third mm-hmm. seed just because of his play. And also last year, I thought he would have won it, but since Westbrook had the triple double season, you know, it had to be Russell Westbrook. I mean, it would have been kind of a dishonest, I mean, disrespectful thing to do Westbrook if he didn't win the MVP because he averaged yeah, triple double. Yeah, I thought that was stupid. So that, that other people were even in contention. I can understand how James Harden was in, was close. I'm surprised but, he didn't say LeBron, though, because of that roster. Knowing that probably LeBron's not going to play that many games, maybe that's I why. I think that's why. Yeah. yeah. I think I think everybody he mentioned has a statement to make. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard, uh, Simmons, yeah. CP3, all these dudes are coming into situations, and they all have a point to prove. I don't think LeBron has a point to prove. His, his only point now is just beating the Warriors. If he can. Because the Sky report says here, according to SI, is that the Cavs will be number one, Celtics will be number two. They'll be over, Cavaliers over Celtics, the conference finals, Western Conference will be Warriors over Rockets, and then Warriors over Cavaliers in the finals. So it's kind of very scripted I, already. The only thing I, the only thing I disagree with is I think OKC may beat the Rockets. You think they'll beat the Rockets? I think so. Because I don't think I don't think CP3 can guard Russell. But the thing is, Thunder here are fourth, so they're gonna have to be a third seed. They're gonna beat the Rockets. I don't think they can beat. I don't think they can. I don't think they can. Uh, I don't think they can hold OKC. Well, the thing is, you gotta have Paul George guard Harden. You gotta have Chris which Paul is, guard each other. With Westbrook and Westbrook is fast, and Chris Paul kind of a dirty, dirty defender kind of right. thing. So he do whatever you gotta hold him or whatever. But Westbrook not. is longer. Yeah, Westbrook's longer, and then you have Melo against. Whoever's on the Rockets, Ryan Anderson. <laughs> so Melo is just gonna score all over. Yeah. So, so really, yeah, I, I got the I advantage. Got OKC, is me- man. The advantage is Melo, really. He's the X factor because because he have the advantage he has. I got OKC. No, I see. I see advantages on every in every all all through the front court. That's true. I don't think CP3 can can guard Westbrook, and I don't think that their guy can hold Paul George. I definitely don't think Westbrook can be guarded by C. I think no, no, but I just think Paul's gonna do things where he's just gonna hold him and try to slow him yeah, down. Yeah, sure, but he's also a great foul shooter, so yeah, yeah. that that's gonna be like you but know. I mean, Westbrook's a freaking nature, so he's just gonna exactly try to my speed point. His we'll see. Way what, we'll see if these two knee surgeries slowed him down a little bit, but I really doubt speed that. Speed is key, but we all know one thing: when you get older, I don't know how good Westbrook's gonna be when he's older. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see. 
Because, you know, Melo can be 30-something. And be still skilled, shooting at. But he's skilled. Yeah, you know, still I, shooting at shots. I always shot. figure, like, when you're a skilled player in the league, no matter how your age is, you're going to have that. Like You pull Ray, a Robert Ory. Yeah, like or Ray Allen, for instance. Yeah, like, you, you just. Know, he was, he, 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 because he was, people forget, Ray Allen was athletic when he came in the league. He was dunking on but people. But he is an asset. He yeah. will be an asset no matter what team yeah. he goes to. That three-point shot is clutch. He Robert goes to Ory. Warriors? He goes to Warriors? You know how many threes you'll get? Yeah, and he get open wide open. <laughs> I know that's you that's, have to guard Ray Allen now from the locker room. Same thing with Paul Pierce. He was athletic as hell when he came into the league mm-hmm. and started dunking on people. Kobe Bryant, same thing. And he got older. He started posting up more and doing all these shots. That's why I'm curious to see when LeBron's older. What's he gonna do? Well, he's not he, a bad shot now. He isn't, but you know, you're not gonna be athletic forever. You're not gonna I, be I think 42 inch vertically, unless you're Michael Jordan at 38, could still do it. I think I think he's going to opt out for more assist. I think it's more shots. like a playmaker. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll, because he's he's doing that now to an extent. The magic, the the, the Ma- magic Johnson role. Yeah. So I, I see him. I see him more transitioning into that. And then every once in a while, he'll take it in and lay it up or something like that. But you know, the big power dunks and the alley oops, those will go away. But he'll transition into more shots. The the passes will start being ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah. Because he's still gonna he's still gonna demand a double team. And he'll just pass out of that something stupid, and next thing you know, the guys are like dunking it or laying it up. So I I see LeBron's transition pretty cool. Uh, Melo, I just see him as yeah, he's just gonna shoot. He's, he's just going to be. He might be more powerful of anything. The jab there. step in yeah. the shot is never yeah. gonna go anywhere. The three point shot is probably gonna get better. The footwork. The, yeah, the footwork will the get post, better. Yeah. Like, he'll. So I I just. Because he doesn't dunk that much now. No, he doesn't. He just more like lays up or yeah. Does that so he, he's gonna have he's gonna have years on his game. His knees aren't going anywhere. <clears throat> Paul George, same thing. I mean, I mean, he's in his prime right now. So yeah, and he's, he's balling. So. James Harden in his prime. James Harden barely jumps to shoot because he's Paul Pierce two point There's I no. Tell, I keep telling people he's Paul Pierce in a shooting guard's body. There's he no just, lift. Just loves to draw fouls all the time. Yeah. You know how Paul Paul Pierce does? He does his little thing where he's mad slow, and then yeah, he's like, uh-huh. the next thing you know, you're fouling. Foul. Him. Like, <laughs> he's so slow too, and yeah. he still draws a foul. It's all slow motion. <clears throat> it's the same thing. But my guy Harden, man, like I I always watch him play. My mouth is wide open. He does not <laughs> jump to shoot. He like takes a little hop step off the ground yeah. and shoots, but he's not elevating. He's I not doing that Russell Westbrook elevation <laughs> to shoot. He's just like little hop step. I actually recorded a video of him traveling, literally traveling. Like he took like seven steps and then he dunked the ball or something like that. And then the, the referee didn't say anything. It was in the free corner one in front of him. No one says anything. Wow. Like that's how you know that made people travel. So but I know we didn't. I didn't actually ask him about Robin Lumber because he's on SI two now. Um, I just wanted to give a message and say that the Cavaliers aren't going to win a, a title this year so you can stop trying to spank up LeBron because he's the biggest LeBron fan you've ever seen besides Nick Wright and Colin Cowher and all those people. But um, we didn't talk about the Knicks because there really isn't much to talk about right now. About. But Because they ranked them in SI at the 10th seed, which means that they're going to miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because you have a new lineup now. You have Porzingis. You have... Uh, Bunch of veterans around you. you got Hardway Jr. You got Henry Home Gomez. You got Frank Nikola, who's still gonna be in development. I think they may do better than the Tim seed, but I really don't think there's a lot to talk about with them in general. Right now. They, <sighs> they, they, they haven't even won a preseason game. Here's the thing. It's the same problem as last year. Yeah. But not as bad. They do. They still need to work on defense. No, they need to definitely work on defense. Like, but from what I saw. They can score. No, they can score. No, I'm not worried about them scoring. I'm never was worried about the Knicks scoring. And when they play defense, when they play defense, here's what I see. I see a team that can't guard the three in a league where the three has become amazingly popular. Now everybody can shoot. Literally in 2K. Um, Everything is like basically three point shooting, mm-hmm. so it's almost like my goodness. Can, yeah, and if you're a, if you're a team that yeah. can't guard the three, then you, you in get this lose. League, you're sunk. You get lose. Now their interior defense looks great. Have you seen that? Yeah, they it's good inside. They look great. They're they're blocking shots. Uh, they're stealing the ball. Like interior defense, they look awesome. They cannot guard the three. The Nets lit them up with three point shots. Everybody they played lit them up with three-point shots, and that's how they got themselves over the top. If they learn to guard the three, if they stop going under the pick and, you know what I mean, start powering through and actually guarding the three-point shot and adjusting to guarding the three because we have a lot of competent centers in there that really guard 
the the position. Her, Herman Gomez can get some blocks. Kylo Quinn can get some blocks. We all know Kristaps can get some blocks. Mm-hmm. So you can you can pretty much let them do their thing on the inside. But if you can just guard the three, but it's so hard, man. Just yeah. the speed, the tempo of the game, the yeah. way people are running on the fast break for a transition three more yeah, than I on your layup. man. Keep stay stay in front of you. Stop trying to help. Where, where I see them get burned is somebody will try and help, and you'll lay off a guy who can hit the three that maybe you didn't know could hit the three, and you just lay off of him, and he just pops it because he's wide open in the corner, and you just ran out to help on Jeremy Lin or something stupid. Like it just seems like it seems like rookie mistakes. Bad film, like they're just not watching enough film, and they're just not guarding the three. I think if they learn to guard the three, I'm not saying they're going to the playoffs or, or the preseason or any of that, but I think they'll be a better team than what we've seen once they learn to guard the three. I hope so, man. Because right don't now, know why Kurt Rambis is still getting a check? <laughs> I don't know why Kurt Rambis is still on the team. I thought we yeah. going after Phil Jackson would go. I thought he, I thought he'd leave immediately. I'm telling you, he's a new Herb Williams. He's gonna be there for 15 years, and then get, a, and then they gotta let him go. Bring back Herb Williams. Oh, he's, he's bad too, though. He didn't do anything wrong. I mean, just face he just it. didn't help. It hasn't been really a good coach for Nixon's like Mike Woodson. I mean, Mike Woodson was at least average at best, if no, anything. No, no, Mike Woodson was a good coach. Well, he was above average with the Knicks, but every other team he was just he was okay. He found his stride. He had a good team. He, he he figured it out. He did, but the thing is, they let him go after one bad season when he had literally two positive. Seasons right. records and percentage wise, he's still the best winning coach in the next. And he season. had a, and he had a brand new squad to, yeah. to get together and. Well, they also panicked in the Pacers series when they wanted to get Andrea Bargnani, and that disaster was complete, an utter failure. Yeah, so I, I thought he would be a nice upgrade from Stoudemire, and I was. I, I thought so, so too, but then I'm just like, this guy doesn't play, and then they call him on Real GM Tankmaster because he just <laughs> he's wow. so bad. Jesus, you know, you know, Real GM they called him Mellow. There was like two type of mellows. There was, there was super mellow, and there was we- wellow, which is like warrior type of thing. So it's like when he turns bad, he turns into warrior of. Uh, that way, he puts super, the hoodie on. Yeah, like super, like the purple thing. You know, the pink, uh, yellow hat, like in Super Mario, or whatever. And oh, then when I he does you. well, he does uh, mellow, which is like super mellow, whatever Mario. So I just make fun of him. Then they call Stalmeyer. Um, I remember they call him St- uh, Statue. Because he just, he just stands. Sounds still. pretty accurate. They called David Lee, I remember back in the day, doorman. He just opens the door with a layup. Man. <laughs> yeah, they got so many nicknames for these Knicks players. It was just hilarious, though. But it's so true, though. You look, at, you look at where the Knicks roster is right now, like where they end up at. Yeah. They always do better as soon as they leave. That's still disgusting. That's know? not – maybe because it's the the mecca, you know, there's just too much pressure, you know, for all Very, you know, very possible. Very possible. Maybe they just think that, you know, playing in the biggest city in the world or one of the biggest cities because you could make a case for L.A. and stuff, that there's so much pressure. I mean mm-hmm. – I know this is, this is related to baseball, but look at, like, the Yankees, for instance, right now. They're in the ALCS. I know we haven't talked about that, but now they're playing tonight. And we all know this. If they win this series and they go on to the War Series, now fans are going to expect them to be in the War Series every year. And that's why I feel like the Yankees have always cursed New York City, the sports teams. Overall. Cursed? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That in our terms standards of, are way up. In terms of winning yeah, every year. Yeah. And I know they, they do that every year. They, now they're in this contention now with this young group that they're going to be in the World Series every year. And they they are riding some momentum. They really beat the brakes off. Like, they, they came back. It's too old, man. And, and ran I that. thought they would lose game three. Yeah, no, but when they hit over. that home run, it was like this whole. Everybody thought it was over. I mean, yeah. it, we, we were in our rights to think it was over. Game they, they two, they not, blew it. Yeah, they were not competitive. Um, and, and to collapse the way they did in game two, yeah. you, you think they just, they're hanging it up. And then next no. thing you know, kablooey. Because they have nothing to lose. No one expected them to be this far. And now they go straight through? To the ALCS. Yes, against the Astros, but they could possibly be in five, I mean, six or seven. Because mm-hmm. Astros are a good team, too. Then you have another side. You have the Dodgers and the Cubs now. And I think for TV viewers or even for Fox, people will love it to have Yankees and Dodgers. Mm-hmm. New York and L.A. I agree. Or, or it could be Yankees and Cubs. I mean, people love to see a historical franchise like the Cubs who won last year against mm-hmm. a historical franchise like the Yankees. See if that goes. But I think it might be Dodgers and Yankees. People will love to see Kershaw against that Yankees lineup. because I just think New York needs a win. We, we need the Yankees. Yankees are the only team that gave us a win right now because Mets think. Uh, the Knicks are rebuilding. And, of course, the, and the Nets are a joke, too. Well, actually. The Nets? 
I mean, it's preseason. We've seen this before. We've seen teams they, that are they, good they're pretty good in preseason. But that's that's the thing. It's preseason. It's a lose lose situation for any team. You could be great, and then you could still be off to a horrendous start. Mm-hmm. You could be the Cavaliers who, are, who haven't won either, and they probably still gonna be number one seed. So it's like <laughs> we'll see. Anything with summer camp, but also like uh, first of all, I'm saying this before anything happens. I will never be a Nets fan. Oh no, no, because the I Nets will are root trash. for the Nets because I'm from New York, and if the Knicks aren't gonna do it, I want to see New York get it. But I will never ever. I will be in Nets games wearing Knicks gear. That's that's the kind of guy I am, and I'll oh, be cheering for the Nets. That yeah, I'll be cheering <laughs> for the Nets to get it popping. I hope they do well. I never I never want it to be said that I root against a New York team. I'm not going to do that. I think that's just corny. However, I am a Knicks fan for life. I will be a Nets supporter if they start doing well. I won't be a fan, but I'll support the team. The thing about the Nets, though, is that people think they're good because they made it to the finals and more than the Knicks last decade and stuff. But really, if it wasn't for Jason Kidd, they wouldn't be there because that franchise was a disaster without Jason Kidd. And he came, he made him relevant, and they're kind of relevant right now. And they're just rebuilding. They're still losing a lot of games. I mean, the team's just not that – the franchise isn't that good overall. I think it's ownership and coaching and all that stuff. And they have players now, but I just don't know. They should have let kids stay. They they should have done that. I know they let them go. Let him go to Milwaukee Bucks. All of a sudden, the Bucks become contenders. (laughs) And he got, like, a superstar in Giannis right now. Yeah, like, dude. continues to rise in the league. Did you hear that story about um, when Jason Kidd was trying to, like, chastise uh, Giannis? Yeah. And Giannis was like, who is this dude trying to talk to me? And they research him. And then they go, what was this guy? Gold medal, gold medal, undefeated, gold medal, gold medal, championship, gold medal, assist. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. (laughs) I suppose guys didn't know him beforehand. I mean, just didn't know him because, you know, they live in that – you know, neighborhood in Greek and probably didn't. That, Don't want to talk about Jason Kidd. That's the only excuse I'll give him yeah. is because he's not originally from the U.S. But yeah. if you're from the U.S. Yeah, and you play Kidd. basketball and you don't know who Jason Kidd is, I don't believe you play basketball. Probably one of the biggest winners in NBA history, even though Dude. he only has one title, but still. Undefeated in international Most smartest player yep. you've totally. ever met. Assist, Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer. Is he in the Hall of Fame yet? Have they put him in yet? No, not yet, but he's going to be in all fame. He's going he's in. He's going to be a first ballot. Yeah, yeah, we all know. We all know. I mean, I remember one time when he was coaching with the Nets, he did this thing where he needed a timeout and he ran out of timeout. made the dude drop like, his the, watch. The yeah. <laughs> that's so smart, though. No one ever thinks of that. That's my guy. That's see, see, that's smart. I would have done something like that if I had no timeout. I'd be like, just, just spill him a drink. When he whatever. was with the Knicks, I thought I thought he would have made a great transition in the coach. I thought we should have left so him too. on the coaching I staff. thought he'd be like an assistant coach or something, if anything. To let him go across the water, I thought was like. Really, a stupid mistake. That, that was funny though when he did that. I'm surprised a lot of coaches don't learn from Jason Kidd and those tactics. Could you imagine him and Woodson on the same coaching staff? That would have been good. I mean, would have helped Woodson out. Would have helped Woodson out, and Woodson would have helped Ben out and stuff like that. Would have yeah, been great. And it, they both would have helped the Knicks out. I mean, there's so many times you can do with timeouts. You can cut yourself. I heard people do that yeah, too. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, but they actually do like a little cut just to like get a timeout, like you know whatever and. There's a lot of tactics people do, but the water thing was actually kind of genius if except, you think about it. Except that he couldn't plan it ahead of time, but he had to have. To, he was telling the guy, you can see his mouth moving, going, "Run into me, run into me, run into me." Yeah, so like all the teams stink in New York. Even the Giants, who who have the worst luck of all time I've ever seen before in the game. Can you believe where four or three receivers are all got injured on the same day? What are they five and zero, four and zero? No, they're, no, they're zero and four, zero and five, zero and five. Season's done. They're gonna face the Broncos on Sunday. They're gonna get destroyed. That's six. That's zero and six. Yeah. This schedule is so tough. That right was now. the team I had them. I had them losing against, though. Yeah, when we when you we ran down, yeah, go, go thirteen and three. That that's shit. Yeah, that, no, <laughs> we're 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 way past that. <laughs> I mean, I finished them to be nine and seven. I mean, they could still be nine and seven. They win like they a could. couple of games, but I don't doubt that. I mean, they got no offense. Their defense is suddenly going against each other now. And the offense the still blows. The locker room is complete disaster. It's like a. a it's going on fire right now. That's and what I'm it is. sick of people pointing the finger at Eli Manning. Like, he's got anything to do with this. Because he's not moving quarterback and Ben McAdoo is so blaming him. What? And it's like, like no, you ever heard about adjustments? Is, like, I know. Yeah, like, Damn. Dude, you're supposed to do something. It's becoming a dumpster fire right now becoming. for the Giants. And the Jets, for some reason, haven't become a dumpster fire. They've become a winning team and now they're facing the Patriots. And there's a chance that they could be the number one seed. Well, actually, first place in the division if they beat them, which is mm-hmm. crazy. And this team's not even that talented. Just think about it. The Jets are not that talented. 
this Giants team is way more talented than the Jets, and yet the and, Jets somehow win yeah, games. And it's not happening. And it's yeah. because they do the little things, the little things that require, like don't get that many flags or or make the safe play or playing West Coast offense, like running the ball and mm-hmm. and blocking. Like you do all these being little smart. things. Being yeah. smart. Yeah, smart. And you got to give credit to Tom Bowles. Look, people can trash him for what happened, what happened last season, but he's getting it in. He had a winning season with Brian Fitzpatrick as quarterback. That. And that's another definition that this guy can coach. I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick. This guy can't even hasn't been good since like God knows how long. Texas, he was okay, mm-hmm. but then Jets, he was had a great season and he had good receivers. I just feel like if he has a quarterback, I think he's really a good coach. Hey, if he had like Eli Manning with like a roster, and if a he wide had, receiver, he knows how to. He will he, protect Eli Manning. It's if not he like had he Colin Kaepernick. Oh, that too. Colin yeah. can make a difference. Colin is a mobile quarterback. But they want to have such a young roster now. I don't blame them. You know, I think just yeah, they just but some experience. Well, I always thought that too. Like maybe just bring Colin Kaepernick for experience and anything. But I guess they just really wanted to be all young for That's, everything. I, well, if you want to win now, I, I mean, Colin's right there. Dude. If they want to win now. It's Colin Kaepernick. If they don't want to win now. They don't want to rebuild for the future. They're just going with the young squad right now, which has been going good for them. Right. I mean, defense has been playing well. But going back to the NBA stuff. Listen, I know the Eastern Conference is going to be between Cavaliers and Celtics. And our, this is our NBA preview show, of course. The one thing I could say for the Eastern Conference is that people are sleeping on the Celtics a lot. I don't know why. I, don't I know think why, because people think it's because Cavaliers have this roster and now they got Dwayne Wade. It's and they not got smart to sleep on the Celtics. And they're an old roster Cavaliers. You know, they look good on paper. I mean, we've seen teams that look good on paper. And then they can become a complete disaster. But I can't name one point guard on the Cavs that Kyrie can't. Run circles around. Or, or one point guard who can stay healthy on the Cavaliers. Got well, we'll Isaiah. see because Rose stayed healthy last year. Barely. I know you don't like that. Hey, he missed a couple of games. Yeah, but not, not due to health. He missed a couple of games due to tomfoolery. I mean, Isaiah Thomas coming back from injury. Dwayne Wade is old. He's not going to play that many games. He's we'll going to play see. like 60 for all we know, or 57. And yeah, but then you bring in J.R. Smith. And he, who's, who's frustrated right now because he lost his starting role, which is yeah. weird. But that was going to happen. Because I thought Dwayne Wade was coming off the bench. If you were a smart coach, like Tyronn Lue. We'll he, oh, well, he's not the coach, though. We forgot it's LeBron James. So, <laughs> uh, it's LeBron James the one. Because also, he said that Kevin Love was playing the five. And Kevin Love didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So, it's almost like, who's the coach here? <laughs> it's LeBron James. Who's telling who? But he lost his assistant coach in James Jones. So, I don't know who's assistant coach going to be for the team now. Is it Dwayne Wade, too? Dwayne Wade might be assistant coach now. That's hilarious. <laughs> James yeah. Jones was the assistant yeah, foul, coach. That's hilarious. But James Jones was the assistant coach. He was always there everywhere he went. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> laughing at you, man. It's, that's hilarious. I mean, come on. We all know Tyron Lewis is not the coach. He's just trying to be the coach. He's like that that cheerleader on their team that's just trying to no, m- motivate everybody. I think Tyron Lue is cool to let LeBron go as long as it works. I think when he sees something that's super egregious – He'll step in and say something. I just I feel think. like LeBron James he is neglecting his his potential to be a good player if he had a good coach. Like if he had like a Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich or or uh, okay, let even me Steve say Kerr. I, I don't think I'm not sure. Um, Jackson is a good coach anymore. Well, of course not now. I'm saying. I'm oh, you mean more, then? Yeah. Then, oh, I'm yeah. Saying, sure. Then. No problem. No, no, no. He's not got a coach now. He's just too old right now. I'm no, just I, saying. I just don't think he Pat Riley wouldn't have coach either way. I don't know he could have probably, but he he wasn't gonna do it because he wants to have Eric Spoelstra do his own thing. In fact, he, he's a guy who 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 did Showtime and then went to defense and then to the Heat. And it's almost like he did, he didn't care what they ran as long as they adjusted to their roster. It wasn't like Phil Jackson was like, oh, I gotta do triangle. Or you 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 can't play on the team. Right. Like. Riley can adjust. It's not like he, he's not every a, coach has adjusted. Yeah, all of them, every last one. And Pat of them. Riley, he, you know, he's a hard nosed guy. You know, he's not. He's like a no nonsense stuff. That's why Dwayne Wade didn't want him to be coach again because Dwayne doesn't want to be pushed again by Pat Riley, which is kind of weird because he plays better like that. I guess yeah, he wants to keep his knees intact. Yeah, but you know how Pat Riley is. He's very he tough. Doesn't care. Very tough. And Pat Riley was jerking him with the money, so yeah, you know, whatever. Which is, I know, and you had Dwayne Wayne and everything, but you know, now you have with the Cavaliers, it's almost like you, everybody knows LeBron's going to leave this season. If they don't go to the finals or they even win it, then he's going to leave. He's going to go. I don't even know why he wants to go to LA, though. Just, I don't that, think he's going to. That makes no sense as a smart decision, as a business decision. I don't think he's going to. Why would you go to LA and make yourself even work Worse. harder than yeah, before? I don't. That's why I'm saying I really don't think he's going he's to. Probably going to in the East. I know he's got a house out there and everything, but I don't think he's going to go there. They already have kids signing up for school, though. California is Kobe Bryant town. 
It will always be Kobe Bryant time. No matter what you do. Even Lonzo Ball is not going to take out. You've got no shot. Lonzo has a better chance than LeBron, and I'll tell you why. Kobe stayed with one franchise his entire life. You think Lonzo's going to do the same thing, though? He's got it. He's the only one. LeBron, this would be his, what, fourth franchise? Third? No, no third, third. Third. This would be his third yeah. franchise. Dude, like, no, it's too late for you to have a legacy. They're never going to accept you as a great Laker. Yeah, you accept you as just a person. Who you're just a great there. player, and yeah. maybe you got him a ring, but yeah. you're never going to be a great Laker. Kobe Bryant is a great Laker. If he was there from the beginning in L.A., Right, there'll be resurrection of Magic Johnson or something but like that. But you missed it. <laughs> yeah. You missed it. Yeah. And you went and got, and not only did you, not only have you missed the chance, not only did you miss the chance because you didn't start with that franchise, but you got rings in two other places yeah, outside Miami. of that franchise. Yeah, like all the way across the country, like with a stop in the middle in Cleveland, and then all the way further across the country in Miami, you already have rings in two other places. It's too late for you to have any kind of meaningful legacy in California, especially since. Kobe brought six rings home. He brought home six. MVPs, most points scored. Like, forget it. He, he already did. That town's been done to death. If that chick, if 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 California was a chick, <laughs> yeah. it'd be a chick that had dated, like, everybody. It's true. And this one guy was just banging the hell out of her for 20-plus years, and then they, they, he just bro- they broke up because he died. <laughs> And now you're going to try and fill that guy's shoes. That's crazy, man. That's what it's like. Now, New York, on the other hand, is basically a virgin. <laughs> 40 plus years with no oh ring. Oh, my God. It's like God. a virgin. I could have just said that. Oh, God, it's embarrassing. So well, we had sex once. I mean, look at this 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 projection of the SI, and they say that um, the Hornets are six, Bucks are fifth, four for Raptors. I feel like they're always going to be fourth until they make some kind of drastic change or they get another star which they haven't even gotten because Sergi Baca is good but he's not exactly your third star unless uh, Valachuas starts to play better at center then I don't think the Raptors can really be elevated and mm-hmm. the roster I mean the roster are very versatile as a team but they just they need to get that star they need to have some kind of system because I think the system right now is the Rosen in the post and Kyle Lowry trying to make something happen mm-hmm. there's not really any system with the, with the other players on the team. Then you have the Bucks, who I think they could probably be a fourth seed over the, the Raptors. I don't know they're a fifth seed here. Um, the Heat, I mean, they might make some noise. They're still a young squad. It'll be good. Pistons, eighth seed. I think that's being a little too generous, even though they got A.V. Bradley and, and the disrespect that um, that Andre Drummond did in preseason to uh, Jones Valchuas and the Raptors when he just, like, shoot a three and he's like, uh, uh, you know, like, whatever. Like, that's how you know because he's like, you gotta miss that. <laughs> he's like, they even gotta try. Ridiculous. Um, the Bulls will be last place in this, which is interesting. So they got to really be bad. they got to tank I mean, for that they, number they, one yeah, pick. Yeah, they got nothing. they got to go for that high school uh, standout, and they got to be good for the next 10 years. Well, that's what they have for the Bulls, at least. That's what I think. Um, the Warriors, you know, you got number one, Rockets, two, Stars, three, fourth, Thunder, five, Timberwolves, Trailblazers, six, seventh, Clippers, Jazz, eight, Nuggets, nine, Grizzlies, ten. Mm, that seems a little low. Yeah, a little, a little low. I thought they'd be better than ten. I thought it'd be like at least seven or six. Seven or six or something. Uh, Pelicans eleventh. <laughs> you know all that Dang. talent is still eleventh, which means one of them is gonna be traded, or maybe yep. both of them will be traded for picks. Um, Mavericks, which I, can, which I would do. Yeah, I think if anything, Celtics might be in the discussion for Anthony Davis, and the Cavs are gonna be in the discussion for Cousins. You got, you got assets. Yeah, make it happen. Cousins and the Cavaliers would be interesting. I think they'll be elevated to actually being the Warriors because of Cousins. But uh, Mavericks, 12, 13, Lakers, 14, Kings, 15, Suns. Dang. Yeah, Lakers, 13th. I thought I thought the the father said that they would be the eighth seed in the playoffs. Yeah. You're still listening to him. <laughs> <laughs> the Kings, they're going to be rebuilding. I mean, they got Fox, but they still need other pieces. So, yeah, MEC is going to be interesting. But we all know what is going to happen. Warriors are going to be in the finals. Whoever they face, they're going to beat them. Win. Yeah, probably a sweep. Unless the Celtics some, somehow get to the finals and they surprise everybody and make it a series. Because like the key word there is if. 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 And the Cavaliers, same thing. Yep. If. So, you know, we got a little bit of time here on the show. But before we end it and actually talk a little bit about the uh, ALCS, just a little bit, not too much. You know, we still have the schedule. We haven't finished it. And we still have, what, like, a few months here. Not, th- not that many months, actually, for the next schedule. 
I just want to keep this on record. That way, when the season's over, we feel like who's got the better record. Um, we got San Antonio. Lost. Oh, God. You got him a loss. You got him as a win? They're playing at home. Loss. I, I get my loss, too. I'm going to be realistic. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a um, yeah, I'm, uh, a homer yeah. right now, like A-Rod was during the, the playoffs. Um, at Washington. Loss. Damn, man. Loss at Washington. The Wizards are a sleeper team, and they shouldn't be because they made a lot yeah, of Yeah, I'll give them a loss. They're going to be on this road trip for like three games in January. Uh, Miami. At Miami. They might win that. I think they'll win that. I'll give them a win. I just feel like the team's young, but they can still win. At Dallas. They may win that. They haven't done well in Dallas, though. Uh, yeah, I'll give them a, give them a win. Uh, they got to win against Dallas. They're not even that good anymore. They mm-hmm. before. Even though they got Dirk, but he's old. He's on his way out. Yeah. Um, I hope they could mentor Porzingis in the, in the off season. Hopefully. Um, Chicago, at home. I don't know. I give him a win. Okay. I mean, they're they're, they're kind of a young team, so they gotta win no, that go game. No, go for it. At Minnesota, loss. Loss. You know, it's be the first loss for Porzingis to Towns if they if this happens. Should be interesting. Um, or I think it might be second loss. I did face him beforehand. Um, yeah, so I give him a loss for that too. Uh, New Orleans at home. Who's on? Is that Boogie still on the team? Right? Boogie and Davis. Yeah, say, yeah, loss. Well, we don't even know they're gonna be on the team by that time. Right. For right now, I'll say it's a loss. If yeah. something changes, I'll give him. A, I'll give him a loss too. At Brooklyn. Oh, so far, they haven't won. Brooklyn's been spanking them. <laughs> But it's it's just the preseason. I keep telling you this. I give him a win or a loss. I'm giving him a loss. Oh God, I give him a win. This is this has got to work. Okay, Memphis now at Memphis. That's a loss. Okay, this is this is becoming where they're just gonna lose all January, are they? <laughs> I give him a loss too. And the good thing is I'll be out of school for like a month because of break and everything semester, so I can watch all these games closely. Um, at Utah. They lost Gordon Haywood. Is that that Rudy Gobert, bud? So they may know. win. All right, give him a win then. I'll give him Chris, a win. Kristaps may do his thing. Just so we can guard Rudy Gobert. The guy's a monster right now, especially with the way he's playing. Um, At Lakers. Oh, man. Lonzo Ball. Tail of two trash. <laughs> Lonzo uh, Ball. Time. I want them to win. I want them to win that game. I don't know if they will, but I want them to win that game. So you give them a win? You think Frank may have a bone to pick against the number one pick? Hey, he's going to get better. He has potential to be a great defender. So maybe by that time we'll figure out the way that NBA is, is adjusted. and maybe So let's better. say win. All right, give him a win. I just, hope he, I just hope he starts soon. I don't think he should start veterans, but you never know. Um, Golden State lost. <laughs> I don't even know why you mentioned that. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a mercy rule. I wish I wish there was a mercy rule, but they never put that in there. Four down by forty. Yeah, maybe down by fifty. Just like that's it. Enough. Yeah. No more. No more. It's just you're not gonna come back and win this game unless it's like a complete comeback. Uh, at Denver, <clears throat> kind of hard to win in Denver too. So that's a loss. Yeah, it's a loss. Okay, what about? Um, Phoenix. Win. Yeah, I give him a win too. Listen, they're they're still a young group, so they're still growing. Brooklyn at home, win. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think just basing it off the preseason, they're gonna beat beat them in season. That's all I got to ju- to judge. By. At Boston on ESPN. Loss. That's a slaughter. Yeah, that Boston team's gonna be good, yeah. It's gonna be really good. People have been sleeping on that team. And I'm not even a Boston fan. I don't want them to win, but that just being realistic right now, they're gonna be good. At Milwaukee, loss. You think? Yeah, they they lose in Milwaukee. I mean, they won last year, but it's kind of hard. I mean, the, the team's not that talented. The Knicks overall, they have Porzingis and other pieces, but Milwaukee's just really talented. So I give them a loss, just based on that. Okay. Um, Atlanta. They might win that. They might win that. They might win that. 
Uh, maybe they will. I think our, I think our boy is going to have a point to prove. Well, actually, they, they, they lost a lot of pieces, so yeah, I wasn't surprised to win that. I think Hardaway is going to have a point to prove. Milwaukee. That's the next matchup at home. I gave him a win. Okay. Because they're playing at home. I think they, they'll have a chance. At Toronto, that is a loss. Because uh-huh. apparently they can't win in Toronto. I don't know why. At Indiana. I give him a win there. Yeah, I'm out. they just lost so many pieces right now. They're not going to be the same team. Philadelphia. I, I think give him a win. I give him a win, yeah. I think on Christmas, too, which would be interesting. Uh, against Philadelphia. Washington. Loss. Damn. <laughs> just like that. Just lost. You're going to be that talented. At Orlando. This is after the All-Star break. I'll say a win. Yeah, they got to win that. They got to push for something in the All-Star break. Boston at home. Lost. Is it ever going to be Boston? I don't think so. Damn, they got to at least one time. Golden stay at home. Lost. Loss. How many more of these do we have, man? This is getting depressing. <laughs> I guess a couple. Don't worry. At LA Clippers. Clippers win. Mm, yeah, they win that. I think they can win that. I mean, they, they're still good, but they're not going to be as talented they are. At Sacraman, Sacramento. I think they can win that. Yeah, they could win that. Um, yeah, they can win. At Portland, loss. loss. It's just so hard to win in Portland. People don't understand that winning on the road is hard. They can just like, on paper, this is good. Like, oh, look at this team and that. You know how hard it is to win on the road? Just look at the records. But all the noise, mm-hmm. the crowd. The booing shots that don't fall you, in. Yeah, booing every time you make a shot, cheering every time you break. Warriors show on the road making threes compared at home. That, yeah. that, that's all you can say right there. And then you have to win a title. Facts. At Milwaukee. What did we pick before, win or loss? I think it was a win at home. I'll say they'll lose this one. They got to, yeah, this is it's really hard. Uh, Toronto at home. Loss. I'm going to give them a win. They got to win one of these games. Uh, at home against Dallas. They might win that. They should win that. Come on, man. It's Dallas. They're not. They're not the same team they were a couple of years ago. Right. They haven't been the same team actually since 2011. So. Facts. Since they won. But yeah, and they gotta just strip it down after Mesky's gone. But they had Dennis Smith Jr. though, so that might make a little difference. We'll but see we don't what know. happens. Yeah. At home against Philadelphia. They might win that. They should win that. Trust the process. <laughs> if they stay healthy, they trust the process. Joel B is talented, but damn, yes, can he, he just is. stay healthy? Yes, he is. He's got a contract stretch in hand? Yeah. God, goodness, if I played 30 games, I wish I had that. Gosh, yo. I can't believe <laughs> I that. 60 games, I wish I had that. <laughs> People were ranking it out of Jeremy Lin when he had that contract a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Look what happens now. Um, Charlotte at home. Win. They have Dwight Howard, but I don't think Michael going to make a difference on him. He's like a burger. He's going to suddenly become Mr. Shaq or something. Uh, sh- uh, Chicago at home. That's a win. Yep. I have a homestand here, too. They definitely got to take advantage of that. At Miami. Win. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to have to uh, record all these these on my own time and see what the record goes up to. Because <laughs> I want to see what the record is. Uh, Minnesota at home. Loss. You got to beat Minnesota at home. Okay, so give him a win. Give him a win. You're right. They got it. I mean, currently, Towns hasn't done well against Porzingis. Give him a win. Yeah, I'll give him a win. Uh, Washington. Loss. Loss. At yeah. home or away? At home. Loss. I mean, I mean, I mean loss. I mean, on the road. On the road my bad. Oh, on the road? Yeah, that's well, loss. See, John Wall shows it's, off. It's a big time loss. <laughs> that's the chance. John Wall always shows off. Yeah. But he has no one to back him up in the postseason like last year. It's crazy. Uh, at Charlotte. Win. Win, yeah, it's a win. It's a win. There's no way they could have do that. At Philadelphia, win. Yeah, get a win. I think Philadelphia is gonna be good. I don't think they're gonna beat the Knicks. Uh, Detroit, win. Yeah, they're playing at home too. Man, I hope the Knicks have a positive record. All these wins that we're getting now. Uh, Orlando, win. Damn, they have like a one, two, three, four, five game home stand at the end. They can beat these teams. Then they'll. What are these? The 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 game. The wins that they have to get to get into the postseason. Right. Be interesting. Miami. Win. Yeah. It's a nice little. It's a five stretch. game it's five nice game stretch. homestand. Yeah, it's a nice little stretch. Milwaukee. 
I give him a win on that one too. Interesting. They gotta win these games. They wanna get in the postseason. It might they might be at that moment where they'd be like they're like a few games back, one mm-hmm. game or something, they go on this five game winning streak and they're the eight for seven seed. Cleveland at home. Lost. What, what if gonna show off? What if he just they just sit down? There's a chance that they could sit down in those games. Then maybe. They already closed up the seed and everything, but I can have a loss. Now the last game is at Cleveland. Loss. Actually, there's a last home game before that, I guess. LeBron's not lo- losing. <laughs> last home game. To a mellowless Knicks. <laughs> Even with Melo, they still lost. Yeah, oh, God. He's, he's, so he's definitely not going to do it now. All right, so that's all the games. I got to record the stats here and see what the full record is for each of us. So Let me know what it says. Yeah, I'll be later on, if anything. But, you know, we're going to probably close out the show here by saying the Yankees, I hope they win this series and hope New York can somehow salute, salute the Bronx Bombers. cheering for them because right now they're on the roll and they're a young group. And I personally, I'm glad that they won because Joari was going to get trashed if they lost yeah, that. And I felt was. so bad for him because he made one mistake and now he's just trashing him for that. Because mm-hmm. he was emotional after game four. As well he should be. And he really cares for these players. It's not like he doesn't care. And they backed him up. You know, mm-hmm. Duke Gregorius, who's now become the replacer of Derek Jeter, made two home runs. No, they made it happen. They made it happen. They made man. it happen. And and I they know came through for the coach. I know Judge struggled, but other teams in the in the you know in the lineup step up. I mm-hmm. mean, really, the postseason is about role players and how they step up, like Brett Gardner and Duke Gregorius and mm-hmm. Frazier in some ways. Like those are the ones that make the difference in the championship run. Mm-hmm. You, know, you look at the stars, but really, it's the role players that make it up. And hopefully they can win this and move on to the War Series. And if it's the Dodgers, it'll be interesting, interesting War Series for sure. So that's going to do it for today, guys. You can follow me at Morinus10. I'm Mr. Mech, M-R-M-E-C-C. You can follow Slam City Facebook page and Slam City Twitter account at Slam City underscore 360. And you can listen to all the latest episodes on SoundCloud. See you next week. Peace.